Hello and welcome friends to another episode of the Lay Film Podcast where we bring you some of the gems of the cinematic industry and you know just some of us friends here get together and talk about the movies we love and also today we have a special guest my cousin my blood Elijah Cunningham how we doing we will be talking about Princess Mononoke directed by Hao Miyazaki I hope I'm pronouncing that right the Studio Ghibli Ghibli <laughs> film if you pronounce it Ghibli that is the correct way <laughs> but joining me today are my friends and co-hosts of the pod uh, Richie Patrick and Kevin and Master Elijah oh, once I again we already, I already got introduced I'm sorry no for you the get you get cue. two introductions oh, yeah. <laughs> two introductions I got mad importance <laughs> over here already sent to reintroduce yourself big fan of the pod <laughs> But uh, before we get into before we get into the film, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, not a long time, but mm-hmm. but like a month. Uh, I miss you guys. How have you guys been? What have you been watching? Uh, what's new in your lives? Yeah. What about you, uh, Elijah? You're a special guest, so uh, what brings you here? Man, I'm just I'm here for the for the camaraderie, for the uh, for the thoughts. For the feelings on what we're watching today, but me personally, recently I've been watching a show called Snowfall. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's about the it's about the crack epidemic in the '80s. It's like loosely based on that and Whoa. about how like this like young uh, African American team like goes from um, uh, like this college kid kind of drops out because he didn't have the money, falls into it, and just how he builds an empire. So I'm on the last season of that. I've only got a few episodes left, and it is intense. So if if you're into any kind of that, like whether you like crime drama or like just like it's sense of betrayal, any kind of things that like you think it's gonna go one way, but there's three other options that really could happen at any given moment. It's it's a show that kind of makes you think, and it keeps you keeps you attracted to it on all points. So yeah. what is what is this on? Uh, this is on Hulu right now. It's okay. on FX. Like they, it's uh, currently on FX. I think there's like three episodes left to this season before it ends. There's, uh, but all six seasons are on Hulu. Um, and then you know the day it comes out, within like a few hours, it is. It's gonna be on Hulu right after that. Okay. So, I see. Yeah. Heard so. it's a good uh, companion piece to The Wire. It is. Well, that, that's yeah. what it sounds. If you like The Wire, you I just like started Star watching Ball. it. Oh. Yeah. I'm on The Wire right now. That's my. Oh new show. no. Oh, I I watched that earlier this year. I finished it earlier this year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So Abby's, when you're talking deep into it, really? Too. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it all, all the way through? Oh shoot! How far? No, we're on like we're on like the f- season, two. season two, like mid season oh, two. Oh my god! Is that, is that the Dude. school season? No, 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 no. That's no, the, the docs, school right? season. The docs? Is, yeah, I believe season mm. four. Four? Oh no, three. Yeah, season three. three. Season three. And then I don't know. The last time we potted, if I had finished Breaking Bad, I don't think so. I don't think we we talked since then. Uh, so what what are your thoughts on that? Oh man! Oh, Dude, so you finished? I yeah. I know. I now understand why everybody regards that as one of the greatest shows of all time. Okay. That last, at least, just that last. That's the greatest last season of a show ever. I would say the way that show ended is just perfect. They did it so well, and it was so much anxiety. I was like, I couldn't turn it off, but I was, I felt like I was going to have a panic attack the last, like, three episodes. Okay. Did you, wait, have you guys all seen it? Breaking yeah. Bad? I have. 
Okay, I haven't, I haven't seen what are your either. thoughts on its like hierarchy? Yeah, it should be up there. I think uh, like top ten TV shows, top maybe 10. top twenty. I don't know. Some okay, see, I feel like whenever I look up lists, though, I yeah. always see. I mean, maybe it's just because it's you know whatever mainstream mm. media, but yeah, it's always I always see like Breaking Bad, The Wire, uh, Sopranos. Those three are always like the top three, and then I thought there's just else. too many shows. There's just there's too many, so many. Sh- at least for me, like there's just, uh, just just a lot to watch, and I mean Breaking Bad definitely was those shows. Like when it when it was out every week, you want to tune in and you want to be like caught up. And um, I feel like I feel people now who haven't seen it that are binging it on like Netflix or whatever. Like they have it easy. They have it good. Like you you weren't there when it came out on week TV. Week by week. Yeah. <laughs> like when it took like I think a year, year and a half off for like the final season. Um, that was crazy, yeah, just. Oh yeah, it just takes, it takes me back. It's, it's still such a great show, for sure. Definitely up there. It's worth the hype. Okay, I have a quick question. What's your favorite show that you ever like anticipated growing up? That was a episodic you watched live. weekly show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like Hannibal, man. I'd say Lost. Ha- Lost is oh. up there, for sure. It, it lost me in the final couple seasons, so I'm like, I, I feel kind of turned off by it now. Lost, lost you. Yeah, it did, it did, for sure. Damn, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a hard one. I've been so late to everything. Game of Thrones? Uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, Game of Thrones yeah. is pretty fun. That, that, that up, was, until, up until the last season. The last season, <laughs> after the first two episodes, I was just like, dude, I'm, you're, you're almost making me two now. Yeah. I'm like... But the fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth seasons, I was sitting, I was ready, dude. Set, like whatever, if what it came on eight, seven fifty nine, I'm sitting there with Ramon. <laughs> I uh, for uh, Game of Thrones, I don't. This is gonna be spoilers. It's been out for like a decade now. Whatever. Um, yeah. I remember. Uh, I think it was season six, either season five or season six, when um. I was hanging out with my friends. Like, we would always go over to his place every Sunday night to watch it because he was the only one that had, had HBO. And I remember when Oberon, Oberon got brought into the mix. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, Pedro Pascal's Pedro. character? Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's season three, wasn't it? Oh, was that season yeah, three? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, with him yeah. putting yeah. in the girl comes Oh, from, man. Uh, I am I'm sleeping over here. Um, <laughs> that was like I remember his, that moment. Big roles. Yeah, like in that final uh, part with him in the mountain that yeah. entire fight like I just remember like screaming <laughs> with my friends yeah. like in that the final gangster, outcome yeah that shit was gangster yeah, yeah. He, gangster he, he pretty much became like <laughs> yeah he became a main character oh, he, he was like he was the like, lead in that season say her name that's what he said say her name say the name of the children yeah see I read the books like after season one so I was like I was uh, in pain. From I heard the five books onwards. are so much better than the They show. are so much better. Yeah. See what the Attack on Titan, like the first season came out, and I was like... That was, that, that was another one that I was like... I was like where's the manga website? In. Yeah, where's the Every, manga? Let me read this, let me read this. But Breaking Bad, like I remember um, watching that. I forget if it came out when I was in high school or not, but back then like AMC was like finally like coming into like the it was it was going hard in the television game oh, yeah. uh, with like The Walking Dead and like a few other shows yeah, Mad Men yeah and Mad Men and um, when Breaking Bad came out like I just always saw like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle because I grew up with that show mm-hmm. and I, that's like still one of my favorite shows like yeah. that late night Nickelodeon show yeah. or whatever yeah and I will die on this hill there is not a single bad episode of Malcolm in the Middle not a single one in its entire like eight, seven or eight season run. Crazy. But um, with Breaking Bad, I remember like always tuning in 
every new episode that came out. And then I took like a huge break. Um, I want to say at uh, season five. And then it took me like two years to even like go back to the first opener of season five because it wasn't it split up into two. Yeah. And then like another break until the second one. And man, like seeing Walt in what is it like New Hampshire or something like that? Uh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's like a full on. That's burned into my brain. Like that entire like last story arc. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you got to finish it. Um, I've always wanted to get into Better Call Saul, but um, I'm sure I will come around to it. It's, when I it's very it. different. Yeah, I, it's I, more it's more character driven. I bet. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saul is like my favorite character. He's good. Yeah, Saul McGill. <laughs> but yeah, uh, mine real quick was uh, also on AMC, I believe. True Detective. Oh yes, True Detective. I got no, wind I of it on like True Detective HBO. Right? HBO? Yeah. Okay, I got wind of it like episode three, and I was like, every night after mm. it aired on HBO, I'm like on the Pirate Bay, VPN loaded. Like, where's the new episode? Where's the good rip? And yeah, just I think I got on from like four onward. Probably, yeah, every week. Just oh, you got on right at oh. Like the hype, the hype got wind to me. Like episode three or four, What's like th- the image of the dolls lined up a certain way, and then talk. There's like some forum talk about the sub, the collective subconscious and like the conspiracy angle of the whole show. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get on this. <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's that first season was pretty good. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's like my biggest show. I watched as it came out. Yeah, I think the reveal though at the end of like who's doing all this stuff is kind of underwhelming, but everything else before that was was really good. I think, yeah, I I just have pure forgiveness because it's like, oh, here's the culprit, but it's like it's like an eyes wide shut situation for me where it's like, you know, yeah. here's this one guy, but it's all elite Epstein-esque stuff happening in the rural south, hidden away from public eyes. Like, uh, I've been watching Kimmy Schmidt. And I think we talked, right. I don't know if I talked to you this on the pod, but the lead actress in Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah, in the yeah. Veiled Prophet Ball. Ellie Kemper. Yes, she's, oh, yeah, she's the debutante of the Veiled Prophet Ball. And if you look up images of that, it's some, like, true, just, true detective slash Klansman stuff. Oh, man. The rich elite of the southern antebellum <laughs> south. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a little hard. I don't hold it. I love Kimmy Schmidt. That's another show I've been watching. But, yeah. I just love I, that itch it scratches. True Detective does. I do not like that show. I watched the first season. It leans way in too much into the stereotypes, I think. I mean, which is like, I mean, it's not like I'm against that kind of humor, but it, it was just too much. It was too cartoonish for me. I love that. That's It's, a, it's, it's like too, Top Secret, but a TV show. No, There's a yeah. Muppet that's like a yeah. grandparent. <laughs> like at a dinner. And he's like, his Italian mother's like literally a Muppet. Someone's controlling. And she's like, is that alive? This <laughs> is... And yeah, I just yeah. I love the goofiness, but yeah, I can see why it, some jokes do not land. I think um, Hannibal would be that TV show for me growing up because that came out like ten years ago, and nobody really watched it. It got canceled after like three seasons. Um, yeah, that was a show where like I, I was just like always upset every week that nobody watched it because I knew. <laughs> I knew that it was about to get canceled. There were always articles coming out like, is Hannibal gonna have another season? And then it got another season. I was so happy. I'm like, woo. And then after season two, it's like, is it gonna, is it, is NBC gonna revive it? Season three came out, woo. And then I'm like, oh my God, this season's great. Is, is, is NBC gonna revive it again? Nope. Got the axe. Um, 
yeah, such a great show. Mads Mikkelsen, uh, before he broke out in, in, in Hollywood, because he was always such a great actor. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, he plays Hannibal. He's fucking awesome. Um, I think he's the best Hannibal actor, in my opinion, over Anthony Hopkins. Um, he, just, he just brings a different uh, gravitas to the character, and he's so charismatic. And, you know, um, I know all the, all, all the Fanable fans out there, the Fanables, think he's, like, super hot. So, you know, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> and um, that show, and It's Always Sunny, when it came out, when I first watched it oh, when yeah. I was, like, it's 14. Yeah, I, I tuned in that show every week um, before, like, everybody watched it. And then when Danny DeVito came in and it started to develop a, a following, it's it was hard not to, like, tune in every week. You know, the dentist system, obviously, like, one of the top yeah. episodes ever. We, we were just uh, talking about that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> really? were. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think those, shoes, uh, those two shows come to mind. Uh, I guess, like, my growing up years of, uh, you know, trying to find, like, all the best television. Yeah, and It's Always Sunny kind of felt like uh, it was being beamed into your television, uh, but, like, nobody else would, like, come across it, like, in a way. It, it felt like a weird, like, check out this, like, show. Yeah, there was a golden era. Yeah. It's like, you've seen It's Always Sunny? Like, what? Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, I'm in the club. I feel like now, too, <laughs> if you talk to people about It's Always Sunny, if they haven't watched it, they immediately just write it off. Because they're like, oh, well, that's a, it, it's offensive. I can't watch it. No, it's just some, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, um, like Richie was saying, like those early seasons, like I, I remember seeing the previews for on FX and stuff and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to like tune into this. And like the first episode, like Charlie, Charlie has cancer. Or yeah. something like that. Or the gang gets racist. Yeah, or the gang gets... Yeah, yeah. yeah. the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro's like, yeah. And, and now, like, I know that a few years back, they, um... They banned a couple of episodes because they they did blackface on there, but like they did it as a joke. Like oh, the lethal weapon episode. Yeah, yeah the lethal yeah, weapon the lethal episodes. Weapon, like yeah. they uh, they they banned it, but it's just like why they why they do that? Like it was it was so obvious that it's like parodying or making fun of. That whole... <laughs> I feel like to me, like if a show has a banned episode or two, like it makes it more attractive to yeah, me to watch. Like, I agree with that. Like I grew up watching like South Park. Like it's completely yeah. different, but like dude, like they have like four banned four or five band episodes now too and like dude like i remember when they came out and they were like on netflix and shit like one of them was about like they called it like the super best friends like yeah. basically oh, they were like yeah. the justice league but it was oh, yeah, all yeah. like religious like yeah. um yeah. idols or like deities oh, and like and they, muhammad yeah muhammad jesus and they basically said they were treating them like superheroes like just like figments of imagination and like you know like I'm, I'm, I'm Christian like I have my own religion I practice my own faith whatever but it was like it was funny to me because like dude like they're not attacking one specific demographic like they're like they're like dude like we're here to make jokes about everybody include everybody we want everybody to laugh and so it's right. like I thought it was dope like and I, I could get why it would be offensive and then there was other episodes too like there was the Muhammad episodes there was like a two oh, part yeah. series or two part thing two episode thing that ended up getting banned like 10 years later about that dude so I was like oh, at least they're consistent like they're <laughs> <laughs> so, keep the hits rolling I know for real so, I like I don't know I feel like controversy is attractive to at least a good amount of people including myself yeah, yeah. I mean look at the panty raid episode of Spongebob that oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's crazy now guess Watching you're gonna it. miss 
the panty raid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, even as a kid when I watched it, I was like, something feels off about watching this episode, yeah. but I'll take it. Like, like I, I, when I was a kid, I'm like, okay, I know that this is wrong. Like, I'm never gonna do it. But the fact that it was Mr. Krabs' mom. Yeah, I remember my first view and I was like, oh, they're it's gonna be something funny. It's yeah. gonna be like Patrick's underwear they're taking out. Or panties. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah, Mr. Krabs' mom. <laughs> God, I struck a chord. I totally forgot about that episode. I know, it feels like a fever dream. It's, I've been watching like, Spongebob too. Like, that's oh, really? like my go-to-sleep show, dude. Like, I need, like, background noise, and I'm putting on Spongebob because I was like, oh, I know this. Like, I'm just let me go to sleep. I haven't seen that episode. Maybe it got removed. So many good It did, yeah. So many good episodes. So many good quotes. Yeah, so many yeah good the quotes. quotes. Like, Mr. Plankton. Karen? <laughs> you sound just like yeah, it. Yeah, you had a <laughs> That's what we do now, like, in the restaurant, if we, like, meet a bitch Karen. <laughs> Karen? <laughs> I like the uh, who are you calling Pinhead? That's what I was just gonna say that, that, that I swear to God. I was holding back to like, <laughs> Shit. Uh, Missed my opportunity. Sure. Cheers to that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it was a band SpongeBob episode. Yeah, yeah, it's the Panty Raid episode. I'm having like an external crisis. Really? <laughs> yes. Why? It's SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Right? Ev- Spongebob transcends more than any show, I think, all demographics. You know, I, I will say, like, I, I was having this conversation with some friends at a party recently where I'm like, I feel like I've learned so much good stuff from Spongebob, like, for all the hate that it gets and for, like, how it destroyed comedy or in, in cartoons of, like, that era. Like, it's it's just been a constant uphill battle ever since Spongebob came out to make something, like, that incredible again. Um... But, uh, for instance, like, the, the Sponge, or, uh, is it Squid on Strike? The Squid on Strike episode? Oh, yeah. Where, uh, basically, like, Mr. Krabs is trying to, like, uh, basically, like, ex- he's constantly exploiting Squidward and Spongebob, but, like, Spongebob and Squidward finally get, like, fed up with it. And they're like, I will dismantle the boards of oppression! And, then, yeah. like, all these, like, different things. And I'm like, dude, this episode is about what happens when you don't have a union at work. Like, you just get <laughs> exploited by your job. And, like, that's, like, a huge thing that's going on right now is, like, you see, like, all these giant corporations like Amazon, Starbucks, and, like, all these places who are hiring anti-union people to infiltrate and, like, dismantle any, like, workings of, of unions. And they fire off people who, like, start this stuff. And I'm like, dude, Spongebob was teaching us about this. They were ahead of the game. Yeah, they yeah. were. I mean, like, they, they knew about the workers' rights and everything. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's such a cool thing to, like... I, I don't know. I treasure, I treasure like, certain things like that. And even the Squidward suburbia anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Krusty Krab is unfair. Mr. Krabs is in there. Something. So, I don't know what that's, but that's burned into my memory. I feel like all the the, the driver tests, like, I oh, feel yeah. like that ingrained in my head to just never... I'm never gonna fail my driver's test. Oh, which yeah. one when he had to do a like blindfolded with the military <laughs> <Yeah>. sergeant? <laughs> one of my uh, favorite episodes is when um, the ice cream episode when SpongeBob ate like the, the stinkiest, nastiest ice cream. Oh, oh the yeah. Sunday! And, and, oh, the Sunday! Oh, wow. Yeah, and, Sunday, then, and then Patrick yeah. couldn't smell it, and then he's like. And then he was trying to convince Spongebob that he's just ugly. And he's like, <laughs> he just accepts the fact that he was ugly. And it was just <laughs> it was the funniest, so, one of the funniest episodes. Or, or pre, pre-legalization of same-sex marriage is Spongebob shouting, like, I'm stinking, I'm proud. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm something I'm, I'm, I'm ugly, ugly and, and I'm, I'm proud. proud. I'm ugly and I'm proud. I'm u- yeah. yeah. And then Squidward, like, 
jokingly, like one of those adult jokes you sneak in, where he's like, oh, is that what you call it, or something? <laughs> 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 yeah, like, there's so many, like, little gems of, like, logic and, like, just, I mean, there's there's hidden forms of, like, truth buried in those episodes, and I feel like they've definitely stuck with me. Um, God, what's, like, an, oh, yeah, like, what you mentioned about, like, the Squidward and, like, Suburbia, like, where he finally gets, like, his dream society or yeah. like his all dream the town all the other squids yeah and it's like oh be careful like for you know it, it's classic like myths basically yeah. um but i don't know it's like such good like uh i don't know i like the warnings yeah they, they touch on a lot of like just that episode it's like be careful what you wish for like he just he gets everything he wants in that specific episode and then dude come, becomes complacent and depressed like he gets so stagnant and then he's just like like yeah everybody's exactly how I wanted them to be. Like, why am I miserable? Yeah, and he's, like, like doing all the things he loves. Like, he's playing exactly. clarinet with other people. Yeah. That's all he does. You can argue it's a celebration yeah. of diversity. His name yeah. is a sponge and a starfish instead of a billion yeah. tentacles. You, you don't want just a uniform utopia. Like, then it's like, what is your life going to become at that point? God, I want to watch Spongebob now. Dude, it's, <laughs> I want to watch Spongebob nightly. It is <laughs> as good today for, as it was then. For the rest of the episode, should we just talk like the, the downtown episode where he's like, I don't. Oh, <laughs> rock bottom, yeah. yeah. Dude, well, let's talk, about, let's talk yeah. about Doodle Bob. Yeah, Doodle Bob. <laughs> oh, God. The, the horror of the other. <laughs> the, the horror of the other and the, the and self awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Doodle oh, Bob is like the scariest episode of Spongebob <laughs> ever, dude. Well, the fool had me scared. I was like, is there going to be a pencil drawing of me that's coming out sometime? Rock yeah. Bottom got me scared. Yeah, Rock... Being yeah. stuck at Rock Bottom was like... <sighs> but it's like, yeah. even even then, like, the person was like, genuinely just trying to help him, like, oh, yeah. get on his bus. But it's like, because of, like, the <laughs> lack of... Or because of the miscommunication, like, yeah. nothing gets solved. It's like, the fear of the other, once again. Yeah, um, yeah dude, that show really cemented a lot of things for me. Yeah. Did you guys see the movie? Oh, I saw yeah. the movie in theaters when I was like, oh. it's one of my earliest memories. I saw it when I was like four or five years old. My great grandma, I was walking Whoa. in hyped. Oh. Bucket of popcorn, <laughs> sour candy in hand, <laughs> big cherry Pepsi. I remember this like it was like, <laughs> like it's going to be my life flashing before my eyes. Like This was like, I walked in dude and then when they were like, they showed it and like there was like an audience watching the movie. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now, but I like it. <laughs> it was awesome. I remember that movie so vividly. Like when they did the knee slap, like, go Pat, oh, go yeah. Pat. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes in SpongeBob ever. <laughs> the Now That We're Men song and everything. Now That We're Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that in theaters too. Not gonna oh, it's it's like so third good. or fourth grade. Yeah. Everyone here cried, I assume. I have never seen the movie. Unfortunately, what? yeah. Uh, when did it come out? When did that movie come out? Oh, 2003? 2003? Yeah, yeah, 2000, yeah. God, I gotta look it up now. Yeah, because yeah. my first movie theater experience was watching Rush Hour 2. Oh, that is yeah. an icon. Yeah, I love that. that great. I love that movie. I remember watching the previews. Uh, one of the wait, that's previews. the first movie you ever saw in theater. Yeah, yeah. Rush Hour. Yeah. My parents never took us to the movie theaters, but that was the they one knew movie to skip. No, I mean, even the first one's good. <laughs> they were saving like, it. All three of them. There was uh, oh, the yeah. trailer was uh, Zoolander, and I, I laughed so hard watching that trailer. I thought it was so funny, because um, yeah, I just remember that experience. Like, uh, yeah, that was so great. Um, that's my favorite Rush Hour. 
Rush Hour 2 is really great. I'm happy yeah. for you that that was your Thank first you. movie. Thank you. Yeah, I, I laughed so hard Dude, as a he, kid watching that movie. It was, oh I, God, I thought yeah. it was the funniest movie I've ever watched. When, when he was, was doing uh, Michael Jackson in the club, he's like, yeah. closer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like him. Dude, Chris, uh, Chris Tucker was like, he had... Like, because when you were talking about uh, that show earlier, Snowfall, or wait, was it? Was that yeah, yeah, show? Snowfall. Um, it reminded me of this other movie that Chris Tucker was in called uh, Money Talks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, isn't he, yeah. like, selling, I, it's like some sort of, like, drugs that he's selling or something I think he like was that. with uh, Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. was, like, so. a buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah and then that reminded me of, like, New Jack City film. and, like, all of those, like, 90s yeah. gangster flicks. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he went broke for a while. Really? Like, yeah, he had to claim bankruptcy. Oh, like, man. About a decade ago or something like that. Like, after the Rush Hour films, like, he went heard, broke, broke. I heard he didn't want to do any films. Like, he didn't want to act anymore. Yeah. Because he he's, he's religious and um, he's Christian and all that. But, um, there, I mean, he could have had a whole Hollywood career. Like, I think people wanted to hire him, but he didn't. Um, he's, like, coming back now. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. He's going to be in a, I think he's in something else. This year. Yeah, he had a Netflix special a few years ago. I think he's, like, trying to get his career back on track. Yeah, I mean, he probably reconsidered it uh, after the bankruptcy. But damn, (laughs) Rush Hour 2. I I think they're doing Rush Hour 4 as well. No way. I think it's in development. I don't don't think they're in production right now. I'll pay for that ticket. I don't care how it's good or bad or whatever. They should just make it as offensive as possible. Make it even... I think 3 was too safe, and they need to just go hardcore for number 4. Yeah, because 1 was, like... One and three, I feel like, are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want I want Jackie Chan's national shift to be in Rush Hour 4. I want it to be full anti-American. <laughs> <laughs> I want the whole thing to be sent Jamin. Make him the supervillain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a little Trump no, standing. He's, he's got to go full on uh, Mononoke status. Uh-huh. Reclaim... I heard Michelle Yeoh. Uh, that's a segue, right? <laughs> Michelle Yeoh uh, calls him a chauvinist uh, male pig or whatever. Really? But, but they're friends, so oh. he he knows it. But she, because Jackie Chan has very conservative like values. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because he told her he believes women should stay in the kitchen and do all these other, you know, uh, yeah, instead of um, doing things like Michelle Yeoh is doing, <laughs> basically. And oh. she was. She always calls him out on it, but she she thinks of him as a dear, uh, a good friend. But she calls him that. <laughs> I saw in, a, in, a, in an interview. I mean, it's that classic thing where you can enjoy something but also be critical of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're not if you enjoy something and you're not critical about it, I feel like you're just a passive like appreciator. Yeah. Hey, or, a pa- some, or a passive fan, or whatever you want to call it. That's right. some wisdom right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's some uh, film theory stuff. Right yeah, there. I was like, there's mm-hmm. nothing that's perfect. I feel like. Everything has a meaning and message. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is some of the messages are really good. Like when Princess Mononoke. Which, uh, before we hop in, if we can, because I have a personal anecdote, I want to share everyone's first experience with this movie. Uh, I know some are more recent, but uh, I'd love that this is like a, if you're the right age, I think you could, I caught this on primetime television as a child. So I want to hear everyone's stories of when they first stumbled upon this film. Uh, okay, well, I'll say first time I first time I stumbled upon this film, I think it was like nineteen, probably. Okay. At my homie Jeff's house, and I wanted to get Jeff on the podcast, not Elijah. Oh, 
I don't want him to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. I'm just soul. kidding. Um, but uh, no, Jeff did show me uh, Princess Mononoke. Shout out, Jeff. Thank you. Because when I remember when he was putting it on, I was kind of like putting it off. I was like <clears> judging <throat> a book by its cover. Like, oh, what are you like? I was just coming over to smoke and like hang out or whatever. We were like playing video games. He's like, no, I'm going to show you this shit. What did you think? Like, what about it? Did you not in? I don't even know. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even, um, I more so just like, I wasn't trying to watch a movie. Oh yeah. And he was, it was like an anime, it was an anime film. And at that time I was like, (laughs) whatever. I wasn't huge (laughs) into anime. I had liked like Dragon Ball Z, like. Yu Yu Hakusho, like, few shows, like, growing you're like, up. Tsunami. You're like, that's like, that Just me. watching anime. I don't yeah. need any more. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm good. I'm good on the fucking, you know, Goku. Okay. <laughs> you scared. No, but yeah, then he threw it on, and I, like, immediately that, uh, that first montage scene when Ashitaka, you know, accepts his quest, mm. and then that, that, that orchestra drops, I'm like, Pfft. Right through the clouds. Yeah, sign me up, dog. I'm here. I'm here for the ride. I surrender. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just blew me away the first time I watched it. Nice. And then it's, it's a movie that I always want to show people. You know, like, there's those movies you want to, like, put people on. This is one of those movies for sure. Nice. So. Yeah, I think that this is one of the best uh, Ghibli films to, to show somebody who hasn't seen any of their films, like, in their filmography. Because it's, like, it's got a bit of the light and darker aspects of what um, they're going for in their films. It's it's probably one of the most mature films that they have as well. Um, and yeah, this this film definitely is right up there for me. Um, I, I feel like I've talked about it before, but my introduction to Studio Ghibli was through a high school friend named Annie who uh, gave me a, or who let me borrow her DVD of uh, Spirited Away on and I had only seen previews of it up until that point and it just completely took me by surprise in the best way imaginable and uh, from there I um, it took like a few years to watch like additional stuff just because of like limited access but um, here in Sacramento at uh, Tower Theater they have mm-hmm. uh, the Studio Ghibli Fest that happens every year where they play I, I want to say sometimes they get like original 35 millimeter prints of the films and they play both uh, the dub and sub versions at times. Um, I want to say I watched the, the subbed version at Tower Theater first time watching it and I've seen it so many times since. And Wow, that was your first viewing though in the Tower? I, I want to say it was... Um, and I, I think I held off on it because I wanted to see it there at the time. It was probably back in 2018 that I saw Dang, it. Dang, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the reason I brought this up. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I just felt like you guys would have seen it, like, young, a lot younger. <laughs> oh, no, I wish I did. This would have, like, left a huge impression on me when, if, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. It, it's still uh, fucking amazing, though. Yeah, I think... Uh, I watched it similarly to around Tyler's age, probably like a long time ago, like over 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I'm old. Uh, yeah, I watched it with a bunch of friends. We had like a movie night one time and we all gathered around. There were like eight of us and um, 
my friend was really into Studio uh, Ghibli films, and I hadn't seen too many. The only one at the time that I did watch was Spirited Away. That was my first uh, Ghibli film. I don't even remember too much about it now, and I would love to have a, have a revisit to that movie. Um, but I watched Princess Mononoke, and man, yeah, that, that film blew me away, and um, I've watched it at least a couple of times since, and I hadn't seen it for maybe about, I don't know, seven years since watching it uh, recently when Tyler recommended it. And um, I appreciate it more now than I've ever have before. Um, Cause the last time I did watch it was for like a, a world mythology class back at Sac State. And my professor really loved that film. And um, we were just talking about how this film has like, uh, was influenced by mythology. And um, yeah, just watching it now, like. It, it does have a lot of mythological influence for sure and um, it's so rich with detail and all these characters and um, yeah just my first time watching it I was blown away I was like wow I haven't seen too many like anime films that are mature and and violent but also has uh, levity um, yeah it's such a great balance it's a mature film uh, yeah like it's I agree with Kevin. It's definitely one of those films that if any no one has seen a, a Ghibli film, that's one of the earlier ones that you should watch. That or Spirited Away. Nice. Now, what about you, Pat? My story. This goes back to early Pat childhood. Uh, my mom had packed me and my brother up, and then we eventually moved in with my uncle. And my mom worked at Walmart, like graveyard shift almost. Like she was home at like 12 or something. I remember catching, we used to stay up, watch TV in her room, and uh, we only had basic TV, but for some reason one night, in like 2000 or 2001, they had Princess Mononoke on as like the feature film of the night. I remember watching that, and like, just solo chilling. And then my uh, mom came home from work, like in the last third of the movie, and she was like, oh, like, what's this? Like, oh, this looks interesting. And then she, uh, she watched from like the part with the, uh, I don't know, spoiling anything, but the climax of the movie onwards and then we got to the ending and then she was like oh i like i love that movie that was real that was like a great movie like she genuinely liked it and then like two years later live with my uncle still uh my uncle's like a motocross guy like cows whatever the 500 cc or whatever the term means and uh yeah he's like he brings home from like Blockbuster, like Spirited Away. He's like, we gotta watch this. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we're like all little kids, like his kids and me and my brother are like, all, we all watch it with them and he finishes it. And he's like a, like a tradesman, motorcycle rider. And he's like, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he just brought that home as a coincidence? Yeah, I think my mom told him or like he had heard about it or something somehow or he knew we wanted to watch it. And so he watched Spirited Away with us. And then like after that, he's like, that was a really good movie. Like, I love that movie to us. I was like, yeah, it's a great little... So, yeah, the Princess Mononoke has, like, a special place in my heart. Just from, like, early childhood experience as well as, like... Damn, that's tight. See, yeah. I feel like this is a type of movie, like, a lot of people would write off just because it's an anime film. And then you, I feel like you actually watch it. It's like... I mean, if you just like, as a film, it's really good, you know. Yeah. Even as an animated or anime. If it was live film, action, it's. Yeah. I mean, it'd be up there. In the yeah. Game. Turn into an HBO series. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's, it's gripping. And it's like, Lord, like Lord of the Rings. Like everybody loves yeah. Lord of the Rings, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Same thing. This this film is so rich with uh, detail. Like you could, I wish there was like more to this world. You know, like you want an expansion of it. At least for me, in my opinion, like I feel like you can. There's more to be explored here. I play Breath of the Wild. I was yes. just gonna say that. I was like, this gives me like mad, like Zelda feelings, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, and I was like in the transitional scenes, like when he said like that first montage came on, and I was like, dude, I was like, I feel like this is like a more like deep version of like a Zelda. Like, exactly. I feel like something's about to go down. Like, I'm about to go on a quest. And yeah. Especially, especially with the score of the film too. Like, Absolutely. Like with the piano and like Joe Hisaishi's like piano work in this and orchestral stuff. Like it's. You could definitely tell that um, Nintendo just in completely just absorbed this film among like other films in the Ghibli lineup Absolutely. to bring into Breath of the Wild and upcoming game Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, which yeah, yeah. I'm excited for. This is right. so much like that, like a nostalgic feeling, and just like I'm like oh my god, like I know what the like. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's, it it's like saying. a memory that you feel Dude, like you've had, like, yeah. but you can't really. You can't your place. Yeah. You can't put a pinpoint on it, but it's like just like this overall feeling. It's not like it's like it's like kind of like de- like a feeling of deja vu. Like you like you know it's there, but sometimes you can't remember exactly where it is. Yeah, like almost like looking in through yeah. like a like an obscured meet like window yeah. or something like that. Yeah. This was your first viewing. This was my first viewing. Yeah, so like I had gotten it brought, I gotten it brought up to me by me and Tyler's cousin Jacob a few times. Kind of viewed it on. um, I think I think Jake hasn't seen it. He no, but he's told me about it. He's told me to watch. He told me to watch it before you did, but he hadn't watched it either. Because I talked to Jake just the other day because I told him we were doing it. I was like, we're doing Princess Mononoke. He's a huge anime fan. He's he's probably the biggest anime fan in our family. Yeah. But he still hasn't seen it. I'm like, I was like, you want to come on the pod? And he's like, well, I still haven't seen it. I was like, what the fuck, dog? You've seen all these shows? Jake needs to watch it, dude. If there's another anime film that gets put on, that fool needs to be on. Oh, there will be plenty more anime films. Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. But... Yeah, no, first viewing, and I feel like it got pretty hyped up for me. I like coming into films, like, with a low expectation, but I will say that it, I would say it met my expectation. I don't think it exceeded it for me, but it, it, it met my expectations. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a cool perspective to hear because... Um, I feel like that sort of thing gets sort of glossed over. It's like either, I mean, at least for me, like I usually hear people are either underwhelmed or overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. like with, with something that they come across. But I feel like with these kinds of films, since they're so ingrained in our culture, Mm -hmm. um, it, they do suffer from that overhype, so to speak, where it's like, oh yeah, Yeah. check out, check out like this Ghibli film. Or oh oh uh, like my neighbor Totoro. For me, yeah. that that was the same experience. For sure. Where um, people are like, oh, you gotta watch my neighbor Totoro and all these things, and you see like all the uh, all the uh, merchandise that people wear and how it's like very clouded up and everything. But when I watched it, I'm like, I I like the movie, but at the same time, it's not it for me. Like this is not the best like Ghibli film to me. No, that's a hundred percent fair. I think for me, it's just like what kind of brought it down to like, okay, this is at my expectation rather than above or below. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated the storyline. I liked, um, you know, 
I did like the character development and the story kind of on, on multiple different levels, but I think there was like a there's a, there's a there's a little bit of consistency to me in anime, not just in films, but in shows too. And I saw that and that's what I expected and it kind of did show, but then at the same time too, like I I just I wanted to enjoy the movie as it was and I felt like it did that for me. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I wasn't disappointed at any turn. I wasn't like overly um, surprise, but it kept me along enough it, based upon where I came, how I came into the movie that I was just like, okay, you know what? This was well worth the watch. I would watch it again. I would recommend it to somebody, but it wouldn't be my favorite film ever. Mm. So we should have, we should have them start the rating. So five out of five rating out of five. What would you give? Out of five. Hmm. I would give it like a 3.8, 3.9 respectable what about you Tyler five out of five there you have it folks Tyler Cunningham seal of approval five out of five I feel like we need to come up with a compiled list of all the films that you've given out of five like 98% of our catalog. <laughs> <laughs> or the times where you've like given it a below Even, five and yeah. then you switch to a five. <laughs> uh, it's not the movies that make me drop fives. It's the conversation <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the pod's Any for. film that can garner conversation can turn into a five. That is true. Very true. But um, I would just say this, for me, this is the greatest like one of the best movies. Like I would almost put this in the top in my top ten films, favorite films of all time. For animated films, I'd say number one for sure. I still think it's the best Ghibli film of all time. <coughs> um, just everything, the appreciation of nature, um, you know, living with hate, um, just treating everybody with kindness and. Uh, you know, just everything this movie brings, you know, like it just, and the first time I watched it, it's just same thing for you, Pat. Like your experience is actually way cooler though. That's like a core fond memory. Like baby, baby memories. Yeah. But, um, even for me, just watching this movie, uh, even, actually even for me, like my friend Jeff, he was like in my wedding and shit. One of my best friends, like oh, one of my favorite, yeah, Jeff showed Jesus, me, you know, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. yeah, shout out Jeff. Jeff, shout out Jeff, Jeff will listen to this episode because this is one of his favorite movies of all time. And he probably hasn't listened to an episode of the pod yet, you asshole. So if you're hearing this now, <laughs> leave, leave a review. <laughs> Just kidding, he probably has. Only came for the Princess Mononoke yeah. okay episode. But this, is how, you know, this is how we get people hooked. We hook them one by one, episode by episode. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, this was just uh, one of my favorite movies ever that I watched. You know, hit me, hit me real hard the first time I watched it. And, um... That score, you know, I think the score puts it over the top. Every time, I just hear that score. Like, have you have any of you guys? Side note: Have we played any of you played the game board game Talisman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Better be an advertisement for Talisman. It's <laughs> <laughs> conversation for later, but we're okay. gonna play Talisman, okay. and it's great background it's a music game. for Talisman. All right. Yeah. I am down. <laughs> I say no more. I am there. But yes, I love this movie. Anyways, uh, yeah, five out of five. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Um, 
definitely giving it a higher rating now than I did the first time I watched it and even the second time. Um, I think I just enjoyed it more now just compared to um, the modern films that we get nowadays. And I, I guess I couldn't help but to compare it to like a superhero film or any of the comic book films that are coming out nowadays in the past like 10 years. And I think this film is like right up there. Like it's definitely comparable and <coughs> way better. Um, <clears throat> Because you do come across this character who gets this curse and he has superhuman abilities and, you know, just with the, um, the, uh, the consequences of having this gift and also like the, the curse of having it. And um, that was really appealing and interesting to me and just the idea that he's just a normal person and he, um, yeah, when he gets into battles with other people, it's like pretty gruesome and violent and you're like, whoa, this is happening in an animated movie? Um, yeah, just all the, the characters, like all the mythological creatures, um, yeah, just like all the, the subplots and the conflicts, like so many memorable characters, like Lady, uh, Lady Iboshi and, and, uh, and San and, um, uh, yeah, like the monk, like so many great characters, memorable characters, uh, I watched this one, uh, English dub for the first time, I watched the previous versions, I watched, uh, subbed, and, um, yeah, this is like my third, no, this is my fourth straight film that I watched recently with Keith David, like consecutively. <laughs> like I watched like They Live, I watched The Thing, um, I watched Nope again recently, and mm. Keith David was in there for like f five minutes, and then um, <laughs> Keith David's in here too. I was like, dude, five Keith David's awesome. Five degrees of Keith David. Yeah. <laughs> no longer Kevin the pot, Is the pot on, are we on a three or four? Four game. This is the third. This is the third film in a row. Yeah, yeah with Keith David. So um, yeah, four and a half out of five. So quick question then. You said now, like watching it after after a few other viewings, you said yeah. you'd give it a higher rating. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I think I felt similar. I was like, yeah, like that, that's why I wanted I to ask. Like, what would you give it? Would you, if you can remember, like on your first uh, viewing, first what time, do you think you would have given it? Probably around similar, like three point yeah. seven five, like definitely above average for sure. Yeah. But now I view it as closer to like a near masterpiece. Yeah, I yeah. feel that's what I was thinking too yeah. when I was watching the movie. I was like, I feel like if I got to watch this again, maybe two more times, yeah. I would really get to like see a lot, see more things that I don't see now. Yeah, there's just, there's just too much yeah. to take yeah. in the first time yeah. around. It's a great movie, sure. but yeah. I think there's also like there's some things you need to unpack piece by piece, and if you're trying to do that in real time, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. yeah. So. For sure. Literally watching it with you, Eli and Kevin and Tyler, I I've seen this so many times, and my my dumbass just missed a small beautiful detail right at the end, yeah. and I saw it and I was like, oh, my, I, I turned to Kevin like I, I just saw that. I literally just put the pieces <laughs> together. Like I feel like, that's that character. What? Like, <laughs> they do little details yeah. so well yeah. in this movie. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's in another <coughs> movie that'd be like a beautiful climactic mm -hmm. moment, and then this film just has so much of that spread across right at the oh, end. It's it's consistent. <coughs> I was telling him too when we were watching it earlier. Like one of the first in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, when like uh, the demon war first comes out, mm -hmm. knocks over the like the watchtower that he was on. When he calls uh, Yakul, he restrings his bow. Oh like, yeah, just just that small attention to detail. I was just like, you know what? I appreciate that. The fact that like something was just like a miss, and like he had to like you know acknowledge in the moment while he was like in this perilous situation. Yes, I love that. For I mean, me, that 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 little thing, that little that two second action, 
made me appreciate the movie off the off the rip. And then yeah, and then thematically talking with people about it, like yeah. he has to restring his bow. Why do they do that? They're the exiled tribe. They're pacifists. They're people of peace. His mission is pure. He's the prince. It's just it just all fits. Works so well. Yeah, uh, five out of five for me from obvious nostalgia as well as just it's an amazing movie. Uh, I do agree. There's a certain period in my life where it did kind of sink down to the similar. I was like, oh, like the the plot line and the connection to characters. And like, oh, I want more Sen time, more time here. This, but then maybe maybe I'm already getting old. But like, yeah, just that <laughs> ending, <laughs> just 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 Tarkovsky esque, and it just fills you with happiness. And this, uh, it's definitely up there for the Ghibli films. I haven't seen them all yet, but uh, yeah. It's just top three at least. Ghibli Fest coming up, Tower Theater. Yo, let's go. Yeah, I am Marathon. down. I am down. That's like every, have... every summer, right? Yeah, every remember, summer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down watch. Yeah, yeah I am. at the Ghibli. Please go for Howl's <laughs> Moving Castle. Oh, I need to see that. That's that what... is okay. If we're getting on the, on I the just watched of... it for the first time. Really? Yeah. Did you watch it dubbed or subbed? Uh, uh dubbed. So you got the Christian, Christian Bale, Bale experience yes. with Emily Mortimer. Dude. I used to have a huge crush on I Emily I, Mortimer. I have to rewatch it because I watched it with uh, Charlotte, my niece. Mm-hmm. I actually oh, showed her. That's yeah, that. oh, I showed her that and uh, Princess Mononoke. We watched both of them in one day. Dude, that is like you <laughs> have given like her magical memories. <laughs> <laughs> like the, she's gonna hold on to that stuff. Yeah. She's 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 like really into like uh, anime and stuff though. As oh, a that's so, so. And you're like helping like. I'm like, all right, you're an anime. Let me put you on real quick. <laughs> Here's the good stuff. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, yeah. Studio Ghibli Fest. I am there. I will. I will definitely watch this film again. Um, but yeah, How's Moving Castle. I don't know. Each film, like it's it, it hits something different for me. And I feel and, like How's Moving Castle is more emotional. Yes, I cried yes. watching that movie. This mm-hmm. movie doesn't make me cry, but this movie just gives me chills. Yeah, it's like I a spiritual like. theme yeah. with this movie, but with Howl's, like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head with it being like a very emotional piece that you don't nec- that I, I mean, at least I don't necessarily get in all of the Ghibli films, aside from like Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Like that movie to me feels like every time I'm watching Woo! it, I feel like it, it uproots some of that muck yeah. that you see. From uh, like No Face, for instance, um, but this film, five out of five. All right. Five out of goddamn five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking it would be a little bit lower, and I put it on. I'm like, okay, I've seen this movie like X amount of times. What's it gonna be for me? And then I just immediately get sucked right back into it. Like nothing ever changed. Um, if anything, I'm appreciating it all the more now because, like, I'm not gonna lie, I can be a hater at times. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like going into it, I'm like, okay, you have the really like, um, like gorgeous looking like protagonist, like everybody's fawning over this person, always like ripped, has like all these special abilities, and it's like. No, it isn't about that shit. It's not about that at all. He's literally on a mission. Like, him and Sen and, like, all these people, they're all in it together. Even, even like, the villains and, like, the people who are, like, creating conflict in the story, they're all doing it for a specific reason that has just been drilled into them by the society and the times that they're living in. And because of, like, this drastic event that's 
that's going in this sacrifice, so to speak, um, it draws everybody together to rethink their lives and like how they can live in harmony with nature. And it's like, that is timeless. Like we are always going to be at odds with nature, especially like in the dizzying times that we live in right now. Um, and like Pat, what you said, like the Tarkovsky, like ending and everything, like that is so ingrained in there, especially with the Shintoism of uh, Miyazaki's like philosophy where it's like, okay, you have to live in accordance with nature and, and basically understand your role in this force that is just all around you at any given moment of the day. And I feel like that sort of stuff is like, to me, it's, it can be kind of scary at times. Um, cause I, I haven't gone on as many as I'd like to, but I like going on solo trips out, you know, on, in camping. Um, and usually whenever it gets to, you know, the week ahead of it, I start getting super nervous about it because I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to be going out absolutely like camping by myself like and what am i gonna do how am i gonna like fill the time i'm i have to be there by myself and that's the scariest thing to me it's like am i gonna like is my mind gonna collapse in on itself am i just gonna like find all these like disgusting things that i've like swept that under the rug amazing. being comfortable in isolation is one of the biggest strengths you can have as a person See? One of the biggest strengths, absolutely. And it's like it, a muscle. Dude, it is. Oh my God. Like, if you can grow that and you can be a part of that on a regular basis, if at any given moment you had to be by yourself for an unknown amount of time and you were just like, okay, I got this. Like, ain't nothing new to me. Dude, do you know how insanely strong of a person, how insanely, like, rare of a person that makes you? <laughs> like it is an impeccable feat to be able to do that like yeah. i couldn't do that i can see a movie alone i can eat at denny's alone yeah. i can't do that alone but even then there's people around you yeah exactly. how like he like he said going camping like i don't know where you go camping or like if you're by yourself or if there's people like nearby if you could be by yourself with nobody near you maybe you know that there's people within like a whatever amount of radius a half mile radius but if you could be around or just in an environment by yourself comfortable and not have a not have a worry not have a care without like you know the normal stuff like you know like i, don't, I need to got i need bug spray i need a fire or something <laughs> i don't want mountain lions around me like the regular the regular worries and shit like yeah if you're just comfortable without human attachment dude dude yeah that that, that makes you so strong with the per- well, person it's so fucking crazy yeah. so fucking crazy kevin, kevin you're so close to getting on your cool no like i i love i love that topic i love that conversation because i think about that a lot so no, it's 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 a, it's a dope thing if you can do it no it, it reminds me of um because once again to bring it back to like what pat was saying like with tarkovsky like Andre Tarkovsky is like such a inspiration to me, like not only as like a filmmaker, but as like an individual. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like his role with art and nature and like how art is basically in essence kind of triangulating the truth in a way because it's like, I mean, he doesn't necessarily say that, but he like points, he points to that sort of thing where it's like, you can't just fully expose the truth to somebody because like, it's just not how it is. Like, uh, the way that I like to equate it in mythology is like with uh, Jason facing Medusa, where he has to look at her in the reflection of his shield, otherwise he'll be turned to stone. 
And I think that that's like an excellent way of like viewing truth where you have to view it at a certain oblique angle in order to get like the gist of it. That way you can fit it into your worldview without it completely shattering it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Tarkovsky talks about like, this was back in the 60s even, in the 70s that he was talking about this sort of thing. But um, how the individual is becoming further and further distanced from nature and how it's sort of like creating like this neuroticism uh, within the individual in society and after I like came and heard about that sort of thing I'm like well shit man I I want to like go out and like figure out who I am as a person and even with like uh, like all these other things that people would do in societies where they have like this um, ritual where they you would ascend into adulthood by being left out in the forest, for instance, or having to like fend for yourself for X amount of time. Like, I feel like I never really got that uh, growing up, but um, I liked, I like to do that sort of thing because it like helps me not be distracted by all the things that we have here at our disposal, like, like smartphones or even yeah. a city living and everything. But yeah, it's, I get, I'm genuinely like, and I, I have a trip coming up and I'm genuinely terrified of it because I haven't been on a trip in a few years and I usually like to um, go out there for a few days and then a few days into it I take mushrooms and then I just let it all flow out of me and I, I always end up sobbing, always end up sobbing. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it sounds like a dope experience. Like you said, like, yeah, like you know, people used to like as like a sign of like, um, adulthood or whatever, you'd have to like be in the wild by yourself, dude. Like that's like goes back to like ancient Sparta, when like <laughs> they would train the kids from five years old to be warriors, and they'd be like throw you out into the wilderness, be like you gotta go kill a wolf, but, like if you don't come go back with a, a yeah, you know, if you don't come back with a pelt, you're not gonna be a part <laughs> of this army. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's, but then, like, the ones that did it, they were, like, the, they were the warriors. They were the, they were the elite group. It's like Elden Ring. Yeah. It's like it's Elden like, Ring. It's, it's like, like Elden Ring. Ring. You don't come back with the, with the <laughs> but, rune coin. But it, it reminds me of this film a lot, and, um, seeing this film, it reminded me of, like, that desire to, like, go out and, like, just be, just encapsulated by the beauty of, like, even when you see the, the forest god, like, stepping on the on the ground like you see life sprouting up uh, beneath their feet and then it dying and even yeah. in like some of the final images like it's not giving away anything but like you just see like life growing again and it's like the simplest animation but like it kills me every time in the most beautiful way um and like i i feel i i even see myself like ripping off stuff from this movie without even knowing it hey, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and i'm like oh shit like Cause there's certain, there's like a certain beat in the film where you see like the, the weeds flowing in the wind. Oh yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I love that. But yeah, five out of five for me. Easily. Damn. Easily. Yep. Do you want to change your review? I was about to say I'm coming in with the, with the lowest rating, but honestly, like, I'm going to stay true to my gut. Yeah. 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 And, and if you yeah. see it again, nah, there might be movie, something dude. new for you in it. I, I, I really appreciated this movie. I really appreciate anime as a whole. Like. And I wish I would have seen this when I was younger, too. I wish I would have seen this a few times. Like, I feel like, though, this is a movie where if you if you uh, keep throwing it on, you're going to keep appreciating it more and more. Like, this is, no, a, movie, this is a movie I throw on 
like if I can't sleep, if I can't find anything, anything to throw on, I'll just throw this on because I know, like, just the soundtrack, just having it on the background, even if I'm on a, on my phone, you know, I'm just like, all right, this it's soothing, you know, it just makes you feel good, and then I'll just start watching a random scene. And yeah, every scene in this movie is great. So you start like, seeing a different thing each time. That's why I was telling. That's why I was telling Richie, like. If I watched this a couple more times, I'm sure that I would appreciate different aspects. Like, I noticed, like, the little shit, of, like, about the bowstring and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I did notice the thing about, the, like, when um, uh, the forest guard was, like, stepping. or yeah. Sorry, I don't want to ruin nothing. But, like, yeah, what he, what uh, Kevin had said uh, about, like. We're in spoiler territory. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm no, not no, trying no. to. I'm not trying to. <laughs> not trying to. We're not spoiling no, nothing. No. We're not spoiling. No spoils. No booty over here. No, you're good. No pirate stuff. <laughs> Um, hey man, this movie's been out for what, like twenty six years now. You yeah, if, if you ain't watch it, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, like I appreciated a lot of things about this movie. I feel like I would appreciate more on a second or third watch, and my rating, I have no doubt, would rise. But as of right now, I'm sitting just below four. And with that said, we're heading into spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, it's on HBO Max. If you got it. Um, otherwise, you can purchase the Blu-ray. I'm, it's widely accessible anywhere or DVD if you want to go that route. Um, you can stream it, rent it, find it wherever. Um, check it out because it will. It should unearth something inside of you. Um, and if not, that's completely okay too. But uh, yeah, with that said, we're going to be heading into spoilers now. See you guys next time. (laughs) (laughs) Show's over. But yeah, one of the my dumbass. The lepers. They're cured in the end. I miss that. No, I never caught that. I miss that every time. The uh, next to the husband with the broken arm is the uh, female leper who's covered like this the whole movie. And at the end, her bandages have loosened enough. Where and then she, you see her looking at herself like she's cured. Oh, wow. So yeah, like healing the land. It healed the land. It healed the people. Ashitaka. Yeah, hatred left their hearts. The monk is he's resolved to like you know what I can't give the I can't give people an immortality. Uh, Lady Eboshi's gonna rebuild the town properly to be integrated. And now that she's like sacrificed her arm too. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got to be. Sometimes you got to be punished. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> got to repent for her sins. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ashitaka still has the scars a little bit. And then, yeah, just the... I think the last two times I've seen this movie, that that, that last line from uh, Ashitaka with the uh, one cent. I think when I felt, like, the least excited, like, the lowest rating about this movie was when I agreed with Sen in that scene. Where she's like, the forest spirit is dead. And, like, the trees will come back, the forest will come back, but the forest spirit's dead. And Ashitaka's like... The He's forest. Like, no, it's around us right now. Yeah, totally. the forest. The forest spirit. The forest spirit is life itself. And I just want to. I want to punch something when I hear that line because it's so good. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> yes, as long as we're alive, the fucking nature is alive, and our appreciation of it should be, and yeah, it's just amazing. 
That's why I wanted to get off my chest. Is I can't, I can't believe I missed that so many times. That little detail. I was uh, telling Richie earlier that uh, one of my favorite characters in this movie is the is the person who's completely bandaged up and he rolls over mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, so and I forget his name. It like starts with an E or something. But they're like, oh, so-and-so wants, wants to say something. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, and he's like, life is suffering. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like... That's <laughs> facts. Yeah. And he's like... And he's just... And he's saying, but like, but yet we still find like some sort of meaning to like keep it going. And then it's so beautiful, like Pat, when you revealed that detail, where you're like, "Oh shit, that's him! That's him! He, he doesn't have the bandages on anymore, and he's in the boat." And yeah, yeah it's just such Even, like, like oh, sorry. Oh no, no, go for it, go for but, it. Like she basically explains her, like you know, like why? What you're like? Why does she want to kill the fucking god or whatever? And she's like, you know, maybe, maybe she's like, maybe if I shoot his head off, it'll cure my lepers and. And then she brings in all the brothel women and everything. You're like, so how can you really hate her, you know, for just trying to cure her her people? But I guess that brings in the hatred argument again. See, but that's the thing. It's like he's creating uh, hatred inadvertently, or she is, Lady Oboshi, and the mm-hmm. creation of bullets and guns. Yeah, I was like, when 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 is sacrifice? When is it? When is there the line? Like, when is when is sacrificing another? being or like lifeline or um what's it called species that's what i was getting at when is sacrificing another species worth your own like when when does that part come into it yeah i think ashitaka would say it's when you view the whole dynamics without eyes clouded by hate exactly he's he's the lone man with the purest vision coming to the town saying like but again like you said the lepers talk to him like you know she's doing us well the brothel girls are like she pulled us out of the cities out of abuse and now we have we're more important than the men who carry the these they they run the supply lines but we're the ones keeping the furnace running you, you know, I on this most recent viewing, I realized that, like, Ashitaka is a compl- a near... No, I should say an imperfect neutral force in the film. Which is so strange to see in this kind of film where it's, like, nature pitted versus uh, the industrialization of um, civilization. Uh, and you see, like, all these, like different factions like although they don't necessarily agree with each other for instance like the the primates and the boars and the wolves like even though there's only like three wolves left in this um they, they're still viewed as like <laughs> an entire like, yeah yeah and they're treated as like equals which is crazy but um with civilization you see them like having to constantly like build up their armed forces to fight off the unknown which is nature in this instance because they've been so out of touch with it for so long that it's just like seen as like a foreign like demonized force that is preventing them from ever being all that they can be for instance like with like what uh, Pat was saying with like the uh, lepers and you have like the brothel women and that's another thing too the brothel women in this like they really I, I really love like the representation in this film because they are what keeps the actual town going. Like yeah. without them, the town would have easily been dominated by the opposing army that came up at Absolutely. them after like Lady Aboshi's hubris was like pushed yeah. in her face. They're stronger than the men for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and why she left them back. For sure, yeah. she was like, yeah, because the men ain't as strong as you. 
Like, yeah. you can hold down the fort. They can't. And that was crazy, yeah. too, hearing their dialogue where they were saying, yeah, they she literally took every able person to every able able, in, man, in question, right? yeah, like, abled person. And it's like, oh, so you don't even view these, like, women as, like, capable, yet they're the ones who are, like, firing off everything. And you have, like, all, you have the lepers who are, like, creating, like, these top-of-the-line instruments at the time of firearms and they're just like fully defending like this impenetrable force yeah they were the forefront of military development yeah Yeah, and that's crazy and it's like the the women of this town are literally the forge masters where they're like smelting everything in order to create this raw material for other people to further refine yet they don't get the respect the respect that they ultimately deserve from the entire townspeople they keep they keep the traditionals Lord Hakano? I think so. They keep the neighboring shogun at bay with his knights and his bows and his one of those one spears yeah. are called, yeah. And they're like the fully like welcoming ones of the town. Like yeah. when they when they see Ashitaka, like at first like coming in, they fully like bring him into the fold. Whereas like even though he brought back two uh soldiers and stuff, like people in the army are like still like viewing him as like this weird outside force. And they don't necessarily, like, even when he's trying to leave, um, except the one person whose husband died, she yeah, did, like, completely. shoot him. Unintentionally. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, that, that scene always gets me emotional. When he's just, just one arm in the door, oh, bleeding out the abdomen. Oh, that, oh, God. That's one of the most, that's one of the most gangster scenes in that whole movie. <laughs> just like, they were like, it takes ten men to open yeah. this open yeah. his door there's still being nice to him ble- just bleeding puddle of blood right below his feet just pushing it open holding it said yeah cool come on yeah oh god dude i was like that's that is fine he's on a mission he's a man on the that mission just was on one path and he wasn't stopping him yeah that was my uh favorite yeah. sequence in the movie yeah. when he uh shut both women up and, and then carried her out and then opens the the gate and oh but when he falls off when he falls off and then one of the wolves are like oh, yeah. gnawing on his head. That no, was yeah. funny. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I thought, that, 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 that made me laugh. That made me laugh. I was like, yo, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. That's like the first thing it does is gnaw on his head after he and saved it wasn't her. Like, it wasn't like a little gnaw, dude. It, like, it shook the yeah. fuck out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, I, I've been in that instance like because I had like one of my family dogs like chew on like my jaw Ooh. like before and I've like felt that and I'm like, dude, he like fully he's just like going on like like falling gnawing on like his head Dude. damn that's crazy what kind of dog was it oh it was a uh rottweiler oh, like dude. i've had to oh, rip, shit. i've had to rip a pit bull's jaws apart bro like really? you, you, ever oh seen, you ever seen the the king the, the oh, king kong king with jack black and mm-hmm. um and, oh, dude, yeah. i swear to god like i was a fucking dude and one dog i pulled some like attack my dog bro bit oh. him in the stomach i pulled that fool's jaws apart it was like a pit bull month fool's like 100 pounds i had this shit bro Right here. Oh, and man. It was like right. the most scary thing of my life, dude. Because I so was like, he's, he's I don't know how I'm holding doing like it. a six inch, uh, six oh, inch dude, like gap. a six inch separation yeah. between my two hands. <laughs> Their jaws like, lock. Like, yeah. yeah. And in the King Kong movie, if you don't know, that fool does that, the big ass gorilla, and he snaps that bitch. But <laughs> oh, I felt like I was right in that moment, dude, and it was just shaped. It was all adrenaline. So crazy. So crazy. Man. Dog's okay. Everyone knows I don't hurt see, puppies. That's but, see, dog's okay. 
that's that takes even more strength is to realize like the limit of like well, okay no, I could dude, snap like, this jaw like, dude like to give the full like spec or the full scope of the situation dude like this fool had three dogs and he was at like a three hundred yards away from me fool ran up and I had one dog with me he's a little Australian shepherd he's like maybe like fifty pounds this yes. dog was like a hundred pound mutt pit bull mutt I love dogs I, I have a pit bull myself my bubba's my bubba Xander. I love that dude. <laughs> and this fool came up and he was like, started sitting my dog. My dog's hella timid. Um, he's like, yo, like immediately tucks away and then the dog starts to attack him. Aww. And then my dog gets into my mom's lap. My mom's sitting on the ground holding this dog just going at him, bro. And I'm like, all right, it's us or, it's us or him. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just instinct at that point. I grab his top jaw, grab, and then I get him back and then I grab his bottom and I just, I hold him apart until I feel like the tension stops. Then this dude comes down with his two other dogs. I'm like, you fucking dog, dude. Da, 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 da. I, I throw him off, and I'm like, get all your dogs back, bro. I was like, or we're running ones right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's me and you, dude. This was like 6'5", and I'm like 17. And I was like, it's me and you, and I'm going to win. Like, yeah. my dude, like, that's just some shit where you just, like, you know, like, you're, it's fight or flight at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't have a plan, so I was fighting. So. You still got that awareness that... That's a dog. Oh, yeah. It's like my family, things. too. It's my mom's, yeah. too. It's like my mom's in that dude. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, but the do- <laughs> like, like, I got the dog off. The dog's... It's yeah, cool dog. I, like, I didn't want to hurt nobody. I didn't want to yeah. hurt no puppies. I love puppies. It's like, like, we're at the lake. Like, I'll take you to that lake right now. <laughs> yeah, I remember the moment, the time, the place. I remember where it was. Oh, See, God. but San wasn't doing that when Ashitaka got <laughs> No. She's like, hey, what are you doing? She said, please stop, please stop. And he was like, all right, I guess I will. <laughs> they were like, they were like, can we eat, can we eat the elk? Yeah, yeah. that was so funny. Like, no! Yaku! Dude, Yaku, Yaku, just go home. Yaku, just go home. Yaku right away. Is, uh, honestly, I think Yaku is probably my favorite character yeah. in the movie. If top you would have went down, I would have brought this right? rating yeah. down two stars. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, Yakul is a For me, I'm between Yakul and Artax from Neverending Story. Where it's Ooh. like, okay, if I ever was in a was in that kind of situation, what kind of companion would I Ooh. want? But Artax... All time, all time... Uh, I cry every time I see Artax. Trusty Steeds. Mm-hmm. All time Trusty Steeds. Trusty Steeds. Should we drop them real quick? I got a brainstorm. That's a you yeah, guys go first. Of, that's a long one. Donkey all from t- Shrek. Shrek. Oh. All time animal character. Mm. No, I'll take I'll take Yakul. Yeah, Yakul. I mean, even when he gets shot with the arrow, he still he's like, "Yakul, cool. you got to You got to stay behind. Like, yeah, I'll come back for you." And he just he's like, "Hell no!" Nah, he's like, "I'm not leaving you." He's like, "What are you? Are you crazy?" Also, <laughs> like a war going on. She talk at that time. He's just like, "I'll come back and get you," even what? though I still got a hole. I think Yakul helps the men carry the wounded. I think that's where it, and then he gets on the wolf. So it's kind of, Yakul's given more busy work. He's not just, he's like, Yakul, sit this one out. You're injured. Yakul's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go to the spots. And even, like, I love, like, the instinct of Yakul. Even uh, when they're going to the uh, the forest, the mm. forest god's dwelling, yes. where he sits right before, like, you could tell that it's kind of like a crater lake situation where it's this, this elder tree that has outlasted all the other trees like that have come and gone. Some primeval forest. Yeah, yeah, that's like keeping it alive. Have you heard about that tree in Crater Lake? It just kind of drifts around. I gotta look that up. I love. I, I still want to go there so bad. Oh, it's beautiful. The 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 water there. It's it's immaculate. Yeah, and then Yakul when they take off the harness, and Sen takes off the harness. 
And he's like, you're free now. And, you know, cool. Again, proving the set, proving that Ashitaka is, like, he's, how he's able to communicate with the boar gods and all that. Where they don't just attack him and kill him on sight for being a creature, or a human, an antagonist. Like the Keith David, the, Lord Akono? Akono? Akato? Akato. 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 Yeah, Akato. Lord Akato, when he shows up, he's like, what's this human doing here? And then Ashitaka proves his worth and his metal. It's like, okay, actually, you're right. I do smell the other lord, the other boar god on you. And they're like, okay, you, you, you're good. You're a good one. Just like Sen. Yeah. I mean, because even... One one other thing that that's bringing up for me is like all the various um, collective personalities of each tribe. For instance, you have the fearful, um, kind of like dominating force of of uh, basically the town that's uh-huh. developing all these firearms, and then with the boars and everything, they have like this this stubbornness that's ingrained in them. Yeah, where the warriors pride. Yeah, where, like where samurai the, pride, death before dishonor. Yeah, where it's like they're being backed into a corner, yet they're still gonna fight and die, even though they know that is the end for them, uh-huh. and they won't be coming back from that whatsoever. The wolves. Whereas the wolves, they they know to pick and choose their their battles. It's, it's all for Sam and the babies. Yeah, and but the, yeah, it's a very like selfish uh, mindset, though. Not in like a negative way, but it's, they're they're choosing to like. It's matriarchal. Yeah. And the, the final action by the matriarch is the uh, protection of the, the children versus the boar's suicide. Yeah, and even yeah, they're choosing longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments in the film too, it, even though it's very short. It's when um, Ashitaka and I, I don't know the, the mother's name, the mother oh, wolf. Mar- 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 yeah. Um I love when she's sitting up on top of the boulder cliff. In the moonlight. Yeah, in the moonlight like, and everything. She's just jump off now, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's like testing his metal, so to speak. And she's like, the next time I see you, I will kill you. <laughs> and when you gotta take my daughter as a bride, she'll never be happy. She's a wolf. But then, <laughs> but then later on, once um, San, what's San and um, she gets attacked, or or it's like right when they're seeing uh, the boars go in to for their like final fight, she says like Ashitaka wanted to like start a life with you. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, my daughter isn't a human, and she, and and Ashitaka's like, what are you talking about? She's human first and foremost. <laughs> and but yeah. then later on, she's like, yeah, Ashitaka wanted to start a life with you. Like Basically, you like, could tell that she she has like some sort of fondness and for then, Ashitaka. Yeah. Even she's then, tested her metal, she... and then her her daughter's ability to escape the carnage that's coming. Yeah, like, but you could, you could leave. <laughs> and then she gets the the uh, the dagger or like the little necklace yeah, thing. From his, is that from his sister? Or like yeah, it's from his sister. It's like yeah. a protection ward. Yeah. Mm. But then even Moro, like, remember when she she's getting uh, she's being fought by the I think it's Akoto. Yeah, when he's corrupted. And yeah, she's like, go save Ashitaka, go save the girl you love. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. She's like, fine. He's like, all right, Alex. Save my daughter. I, I got to dislocate my head and bite an arm off. Yeah. <laughs> that was dope. I love that they did that, too. I love that they had that, that, good that callback. callback. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it She's up. like, I told you to always double check with his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe do that in Zombieland, double tap. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that there isn't really, like, a like a clear like villain like there's no good or evil 
it's just like a bunch of these complex <clears throat> characters or they all, their morality is all in the gray and um, you know I, I like the fact that Lady Eboshi gets a chance to redeem herself because she was already a great leader for this uh, town and you know by the end like she gets that chance to to rebuild it again I like that they didn't do the whole Marvel Disney route they're like oh this person's evil they gotta go yeah. you know um, she isn't the type of person to you know go into this new world order like trying to take over the world kind of thing she's just doing whatever she can for her people and you, you can tell from the beginning that she cares about um, her workers the people that you know work there all day like she'll send down some wine or whatever for them and you know she'll take care of them however she can um, I don't know something about her character came off very genuine and charming and I'm like all right you know I kind of feel for you but also like you you poison that that boar or whatever and yeah. uh, and and she even admitted like oh maybe I was the one who should have gotten that curse or whatnot and um, yeah she was up there as like one of my favorite characters for sure like I, I like that um, Miyazaki made a bunch of these characters very memorable and very complex and yeah they, they kind of just stay with you afterwards for sure I love the, uh, except for Lord Arcan the Shogun, who we don't, he's like the, probably the biggest villain, and we don't even see this character. <clears throat> but yeah, I love the, uh, like the lepers for me. For me, again, another interpretation on this viewing is when the, the f spirit of the forest dies, the life and death, it cures the lepers, it cures the land, and it, you know, it, it heals the hatred in all these people's souls. It stops, it gives a boshi to the new insight, it gives the uh, monk character his greed is satiated he's like he's, he's accepting that he can't have it all he can't appease the emperor and he's like you know what it's foolish to do fool's errands i'm not gonna try to get this guy immortality just yeah great amazing film they get emotional the, the grass comes back and the lone kadama shows up yeah right i just want to put myself on yakul <laughs> running through that meadow yeah. On, on that, that mountain, first oh, montage yeah. scene. Oh, yeah. in the hills. Yeah, I just, oh. I just, I just want to be Ashitaka waking up in that meadow. Oh, yeah. with with Sen. Yeah, Son. with Sen. Yeah, just, just take me there. Yeah. Just, I just want to feel the dew drops on my face. Maybe a little bug crawling across it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Got Great your movie. lady at your side. Yeah, yeah. knowing that you, you did it. You did it. You yeah. did it. You did Lady it. at your side, she's also, you know, deep in the wolf clan. You know <laughs> yeah. you're marrying into the she, wolf clan. She probably, she probably <laughs> would have been modern day, like a, a vegan and an eco-terrorist, you know. Oh, oh, good. oh I am going to bring it in. We ain't going to bring any of that in. Pod is ended now. Thank you for watching, everybody. We are leaving now. <laughs> I want to say Sen is my favorite character from the film. That scene where she stands with the sword or the, the dagger on top of the iron. Oh, yeah. And is like you're gonna land and get shot, and she's He's like, like, "It's a trap." She's like, "Send us about it yeah. from the get go." Yeah. I do not care. I'm just, but she's a little too far one way. Where is the perfect <laughs> She's balance. an extremist, but yeah. she oh, did sure. not waver on anything <laughs> she wanted to yeah. do. She was straightforward and been like, "If you, if I won't kill you, you gonna die." Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> stop talking to him. We should just kill him. Exactly. <laughs> Why are we talking to them? Why are there words when there are swords? <laughs> yes. Like he has the head. He's not giving it to us. We gotta solve that. Boom. Alright, well, I think that concludes our conversation of Princess Mononoke. 
wonderful film. Elijah Yo, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Anytime, where, always. Where can we find the podcast? Uh, we could find the podcast on uh, Google. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> at Lay Film Podcast, um, on Instagram, Twitter. Catch us on Twitter. We need to tweet more. We need to start tweeting more memes. Um, you know, email us at layfilmpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to come on the pod next episode, ask right now. You can be in. We'll ask you like three questions to make sure you're cool. <laughs> like, we don't even need a captcha to get you on the pod. If you join you know the Discord, saying? wherever you are, you'd be in Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you always for listening. Um, throw us suggestions, you know, whatever, whatever you want. You know. Yeah, good to have you on, um, Elijah. Uh, you made an incredible uh, special guest today. Uh, it was fun to have you. I appreciate you guys having me. Be back at any time in the future if needed. So appreciate y'all. I always love it. Love the podcast. Love the love the conversation. The pod. Appreciate it. The pod is somewhat like Elden Ring. Once you join it once, you may be summoned at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a furled finger ready. but uh yes thank you thank you for listening everybody have a great night ジジイだったんだ。<笑><笑>